0: This is the MMA Takes Podcast,
1: Podcast. with your host,
0: Brian Petrie. Petrie. Oh, 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 Oh yeah, oh yeah, what's going on, what's going on in that world of yours, welcome to the MMA Takes Podcast. We're going to recap UFC Vegas 27. We're going to go over the gambling record. We're going to do what we motherfucking do. First things first, I want to thank everyone who tuned in to MMA Lock in the Nights Ultimate weigh-in show with uh, me, Craig Allen, and Dave Milhouse. We did that on Friday night. I know everyone's a huge lock guy. I'm a huge lock guy. He's a great dude. Um, And I got to meet Dave and and, and Craig. Didn't know much about Dave. Craig, again, I said on the podcast before, he has supported Really MMA takes from the beginning. You know, <clears throat> great follow fight night picks on YouTube. Uh, you know, he does he does crazy stuff, crazy numbers with his brother. Awesome stuff. Great stuff to be on there. Gained a little bit of new followers. So this is the first time listening off of that. Oh, what's that? Um, don't know why I did that, but I guess we can't take it back. But it was a good time. It was a good time with those guys. You know, I I felt like I did, I did okay. You know what I mean? It, it, it was good. I, I was loose. I wasn't nervous. I mean, I, I rarely get nervous in a situation like that. And I knew what each guy brought. I knew how Craig broke down fights. I knew who Locke broke down fights. Dave was the only one that was a wild card to me. Um, He's more of a stock guy, according to his Twitter. Again, the guy's got like 10,000 followers. He knows what the fuck he's talking about. But I knew, just based off that, and I didn't get to listen to any of his previous MMA stuff. I know he does... Uh, an MMA show. He did one with Cody Saftik. Um, but I knew that he was probably bringing the numbers and he did. He brings the numbers. He's a numbers guy, which is great. You need, you need one of those guys. You know, he was talking about 60% of the time, you know, works hundred percent. time. <laughs> he was just bringing the numbers and Craig likes to break down previous records. He knows the ins and outs of every fighter they have fought. You know, a lot of these guys fought in Maine. Craig watched them with his own eyes. Locke, very similar, he mixes both those in. I'm more of a, you know, I want to bring my nuts on the table style, right? I know I know the numbers, I know the records, and I, I could I could call on them, but sometimes I feel like if if I do it, it could be just a little, it, it, it can mess people up when you just start throwing numbers at him. So I just want to go with my gut, put my nuts on the table. I went six and six in the card. I didn't do great. Didn't do terrible. My betting weekend was meh, right? Um, missed some spots. You know, the main event was a big one for me that I missed, but it was a lot of fun And And I got a few followers out of it. Hopefully some new listeners. And and that's really fucking cool. Uh, Locke is man. Preet is, is, is an awesome dude. One, it, I always say the hardest working guy, me he puts out content, every single day there's a reason he is now doing this full-time there's a reason he gets paid to do it uh classy dude you know good guy uh I like him a lot and and again I had at the time he asked me to go I think I had like 200 or something followers you know both these guys all three guys lock Craig and, and Dave are in the thousands and they have a much big following so it was it was nice to get put on a little bit you know we I feel like we got a good product here. I felt like uh, we're doing right things. We we know what we're talking about. We're cashing winners and, and bringing a little bit of entertainment as well. Hopefully it's not as it's dry as some of the other guys, and uh, and I can't appreciate Locke for putting me on like that. So much respect to my guy Locke, a.k.a. Manpreet. Uh, great, great dude, and, and and Dave was was great, and Craig is, is uh Interesting guy. I don't think he cusses, so it's fun. I want to see if I can get him to cuss one of these days. But he's 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 a great guy. Knows what to talk about. All these guys are great cappers, and uh, it was awesome. And then my goons. I know you didn't. I know. I know you didn't know I had goons. Man, pre before the show was like, hey, don't pay attention to the chat. There's going to be trolls in there. There's going to be guys. Or girls or whatever. Just talking shit. Don't let it distract you. There's always one or two. Just don't pay attention to it. Well, like a little kid, when your dad or mom tells you not to do something, the first thing you do is do it. Right? So I tried to not look at it. um, But it's really hard. I want to focus in on what, you know, I want to pay attention to Locke and Craig and Dave when they're talking. I want them to get my ear, get my respect, listen to them. Um, But I did peek at the comments a few times. And, uh, you know, there's some rowdy, there's some rowdy guys in there. There's some guys busting balls or some guys, you know, and that's my kind of people I want to get in the mud with them. I want to, I want to address it. Like if I was running that, that was my show. And we had that many followers or that many viewers and people were talking shit. I'm putting them on screen. I'm going after it. But my boy Timbo was in the comments. And I don't know if you know about the Timbo, but the dude's blocked by most of MMA media. And if not half of the roster in the UFC, this guy, Oh, gosh, that snuck up on me. I apologize. <laughs> Your first time listening and the, the fucking piece of shit burps in the microphone. That snuck up on me, okay? That was a sneak attack burp. I don't appreciate it, body. I'm having a little bit of a tummy issue right now. Body, I don't appreciate that. You're going to have to apologize to them later. But uh, Timbo, he's ruthless, right? And there was one guy, I don't remember his, his tag handle, but he was... Uh, Kind of getting a little rowdy, saying some stuff, maybe talking a little big, puffing his chest out, and Timbo was going after him. And I think by the end of it, I I saw that he was like complimenting me, this guy who was talking shit. And he goes, This Brian guy's good. It's because my fucking goons were in the chat. Christian was in the chat. I know he had some things doing, but Christian's just a positive, motivating guy. You know what I mean? Timbo's gonna fucking come at your throat. He'll come at your head. And he did. So I respect my MMA squad, MMA take squad, I should say coming through supporting your boy um and, and and just nothing but positive messages after that again that was that was a cool thing that man pre had me on and and i enjoyed it and i uh it's fun it's fun for me to do that stuff like that but this one we're gonna recap all the picks that i made on that show uh before that i a little funny story okay i know i started the podcast last week with some heavy stuff i said i want to talk about it don't still really want to talk about it still kind of a I don't know if it's a sore area. I've, I've definitely got some more clarification. I've definitely got some more thoughts about it, but I'm still processing everything. One day I'll guys let you know what it is. So I don't want to like tease this. Like it's a big deal, but it is something serious. And it's, it's just, you know, it's just a fucking headache to even think about, but I to go to the doctors on Friday and I hate doctors as a self-diagnosed hypochondriac. I don't like going to doctors. I went to the doctors maybe two times in my twenties, all of my twenties. I went twice and that was both times were just severe, uh, sinus infections where like shit was just coming out of my eyeballs. And I was like, I gotta get some medicine for this. I did not like the doctors in, I especially don't like them now, but being older, uh, being overweight, being a fat guy, you know, um, and being a father of two kids, it's like, Hey, I gotta, I gotta take care of myself a little more. Right. I gotta get some blood checks. Like, you know, I've, I haven't been the doctor since really COVID. I, I, I did some, uh, you know, some face, Times with her, or whatever the fuck the, the video conferences with her, but she wanted to see me in person. So we went in, and my doctor, awesome, awesome doctor. She's the best doctor I've ever had. Um, you know, I, I have a hard time finding doctors I like because sometimes they're just so quick. All right, let me listen to your chest. All right, yeah, it's a cold. Here's some pills. Bye. You know, she listens and, and she's awesome. Anyway, I go in, but she's also very thorough. So I knew I was going in just to get kind of a checkup. I felt fine, nothing was wrong. I knew I was going to get some blood work. I thought I would go in there, chat with her, and, and we'll do some blood work. You know, and she and her nurses kind of put me through, like, kind of a physical thing, you know. And it's fine, whatever. So the funny part is, is, you know, I'm, I'm, I go in there and I'm trying to keep it cool, whatever. You know, doctors, uh, you know. I knew nothing was wrong with me, so there was nothing to freak out about. I'm in there playing it cool, whatever. And then this lady walks in after putting me through the blood pressure stuff. And you know, can you do this? And let me check your ankles, let me check your feet, you know, blah, 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 blah. And uh, she comes and says, like, Hey, we gotta prick your finger where you want to check your blood sugar. And I said, like, Okay, you know, being a heavy set guy, being you know, overweight, they always they always want to dingy on diabetes. I like, know I don't have diabetes, I don't have diabetes. But you know, with being my size, they gotta check it. And again, my doctor is fucking thorough so lady comes in very nice nurse and she's got this little pricker gun right and i used to prick my finger my buddy's um mom growing up was diabetic and we used to play a game how many times we can prick our finger with her thing until someone quits me and my buddy at like eight nine ten years old whatever you were played that game psychopaths right we just would prick our fingers like non-stop to see who would quit first it's you know, it is. What do you do? <laughs> you know, when boys will be boys. Stupid. Uh, so this lady goes, hey, we got to prick your finger and then just draw a little bit of blood and, and run sugar. OK, cool. And I'm playing it. Cool, guys. I'm fucking cool. Joe in there. Do what you want. I don't care. Hey, Joe, I got to. She goes, uh, I got to warn you, though. These prickers we have, they go deep. I've heard patients complain that it's it's a deep prick more than they're used to. And again, I haven't pricked my finger in forever. So I'm like. I think I'll be alright. Literally, I'm just cool, got cool car, Johnny. I think I'll be alright. You know, give her my finger, and I'm looking away. I don't really love blood, right? I know I love MMA, and people are like, "Oh, this is good. You know, I don't really love blood. I don't like looking at my own blood. I don't, I don't pass out or anything, but it's just if I don't have to look at, I'm not going to. So I look away, and I'm just like whistling. I swear to God, I'm like, I'm like pounding on, like hit, hitting on the seat, going whoo, 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 like this is no big deal. She pricks my finger. I swear to you, it hit my bone it went so deep and hit my fucking bone did she is she collecting bone marrow what and of course i can't make a noise or flinch or anything and she and i just go and i look over and she puts the little gauze on me it's like oh that's all we need thank you and she leaves and i'm like holding my finger making like a face like oh god like it fucking hurt like I'm supposed to be this big, tough, 274 pound fucking man of fucking muscle, tough as shit. And I just got hurt by a little finger prick, but she didn't warn me. It went deep and it went deep again. She got my bone marrow going to use it to build other super beefy guys out there. I don't know what she's doing with it, but uh, a little embarrassing thought I had to share. Thought it was funny. Let's get the recap in these motherfucking fights. All right. A little swig from the go-go juice. Cody. F- uh, I'm going to say Cody font. Cody Garbrandt. <clears throat> Rob font. This is weird. I, uh, You know, I do my star system, my patented star system that everyone loves. Um, I didn't get Cody a star. I was so disappointed. Okay. So I, as you guys know, I just fixed that. As you guys know. Last week, two weeks ago, whenever it was, I think it was last week, I, I came out as a, uh, so weird saying came out. I came out as a Cody Garbrand fan, right? He's cringy, he's dorky, he's this. I really put stock in his skill. I really put stock in how good he was, and he, it didn't really show up. I mean, listen, Ralph Font's fucking fantastic, but there were, I was really disappointed with Cody's approach. He got tired. Um, the one thing I was worried about was Cody's chin, his chin held up. His defense looked terrible. His entries looked bad. I thought there was much more room for Cody to really pressure on when he did throw kicks to the legs. It looked like it landed. Um, I think he should have went to the body more. He was backing up the whole time, which I said, Cody's not the best at backing up. He's very good going forward. He was afraid to take the center of the cage. He was afraid to go forward. It seemed like he was very hesitant. He started wrestling, which I thought was a good touch, but it made him tired um, it was, it was a, a mind boggling performance. If I'm being honest with you, because Cody, I think is a high level boxer is very high level striker and has well-roundedness this game. He took Rob font down at will early on and then got tired and couldn't do it. <clears throat> and then he didn't really do much on top. He didn't really know what to do. He had Rob Font down. Rob would, would create a base and be like, okay, I'm going to be here. And then when Cody leans up the punch, I'm going to stand up. It happened every time. Cody can win those exchanges if he had the gas tank. I flaunted last week that Cody never gets tired, right? He went five rounds with a massive performance of Dom Cruz, which I keep wanting that fucking Cody to show up. And he's not, he's not there anymore. I don't know what happened to him, right? But very disappointed in Cody's performance here. Um, and I don't want to take anything from Ralph Font. Ralph Font's jab is great. His boxing's good. Um, him taking the center of the cage, him marching Cody down is all fantastic. Tough as nails. Took some shots. Cody landed some good right hands as well all throughout the fight in the beginning and the end. In that fifth round, Cody was landing some big shots, and Rob was taking him. Rob took him, walked forward, and, and and wasn't wasn't uh discouraged in any way and and, and went after the, the quote unquote dangerous striker. I've said it at 135. Um, I, I thought he was almost a perfect fighter besides the chin. Well, I got fucking egg on my face because he slowed down. His striking looked redima- uh, rudimentary. Boom. Big word. What's up? What's up? Pull down your big word uh, notebooks, baby. Um, but he also looked just not confident and underprepared and just the the same Cody that was having fun in the Dominic Cruz fight wasn't there. And And maybe it's because. He felt Rob Font's power. He felt how dangerous he was. And he's like, fuck, this guy's got more than I thought, you know, and a lot could be said. Rob Font got five stars, guys. That's, I'm a man! That's a five-star performance at 135. The only thing he almost became a four-star, but the only thing um was He almost became a four-star because he got taken down quite a bit. That's been the big knock on Rob Rob Font was his takedown offense is pretty weak. You know, guys can take him down. There's some really good grapplers at 135. I mean, if this guy fought Aljamain Sterling and got taken down like Cody did easily, then it could have been a problem. Although, in Rob Font's defense, he might not have been ready for takedowns. Might not even train takedown defense this whole camp. You know, he's like, I'm going to stand up with this guy. Cody doesn't go for takedowns. But it was a nice change of pace to Cody. Cody got a two. Almost got a one for me. I just filled it out now. Um, I'm gonna give him the benefit for the doubt. I know on the night I was discussing, I lost one unit. I almost went really heavy on him. I went heavy on the parlay that I actually won. Missed every other bet. I went prop heavy this week and just fucking missed everything besides my parlay. Let me get my let me get my phone here. But yeah, Cody gets a two. You know, I I had big expectations and high hopes for him, and and I really kind of came out of myself and really fucking thought what you know. <laughs> what he was gonna do and and uh and he just fell short. And again, I could be disappointed with Cody. And and I still don't think he fought a good fight. I don't know how many fighters he beats that night with that performance. You did slow down. You, you weren't taking the center of your octagon. You're putting your back against that cage. That's not your game. Rob Font completely took you out of your game. Um but I think a lot of people could have done that to uh to Garbrandt on that night. So it just wasn't a good performance all around. He did show a good chin. And Ralph Fonts, elite. Ralph Fonts right there, up there. I mean, I think he should fight the winner of Sanhagen and Dillashaw. I know guys are flirting with that being the title shot. Um, Al Jermaine, they got to do something on 135 because Al Jermaine's not coming back till November, December. He's got a tricky neck injury, had neck surgery. I can see him even postponing it further, maybe do an interim shot. Petreon, you know. I think that guy's the real champion anyway. I know, I hate to say it. The only American champion in the UFC is Algernon Sterling. Well, no, to used is Algernane Sterling and uh uh wait, was she Lithuanian born or is she born in America? E- either way. Um, but Petreon is is the man in that division. But I, I was impressed with uh on here big time. His boxing looked good, his toughness looked good. That that fucking New England cartel they got with Chardier and Calvin Cater is a beast camp. None of those guys get tired. They're all fucking savages. What's not to love? But my bets, I took a hit here. So one unit on Cody Garbrandt at plus 106. Dropped that one. 75 bucks in Algio to win by decision. He did not. Two units, or excuse me, point two units on Barnett. We'll get to that fucking fight. And then I tried to hit point uh, two units on Hermanto my sub at plus 200. Thought he almost had it. But the big bet of the weekend was three units at minus 139. Over the American Gladiators Chalk parlay. This parlay was chalky as fuck, but uh Bruno Silver, David Dvorak, and Demir Ismagulov. Uh, listen, sometimes chalk's great, boys. You know, need that chalk in my life. But main event um was uh is what it is. God, I didn't do it again to no not. I... Okay, co-main event. Woo, boys. I mean another five-star. Another five-star man! Five-star woman, Carla Esparza. Man, I felt bad picking against her. My underdog, Darling, that's five in a row for her now. She had a rough period after the Joanna fight to really find her footing, to really maybe find that drive to get back. You know, she's already the champion. She lost it. A lot of fighters, and I've said this a million times on, on this podcast, a lot of fighters, their goal is to win that title. And then when they win it, they don't care anymore they might not train as hard. Johnny Hendricks is a perfect example. Possibly steroids as well. Allegedly. With the Hendrix thing, but you know, he he wanted to beat GSP, lost and then he won the title. And then lost the title and just never was the same fighter. Robbie Lawler, you can argue the same way, even though he defended the strap against Roy when he lost it. Again, age could have caught up with him, but there's a lot of examples of when fighters reach the title and they lose, they don't really reach back to it again. Carlo won the title a long time ago. And she's claw, fighting and clawing her way back, and she needs to get some respect for that. That's a very, very hard thing to do. And she looked flawless. I mean, I picked now Shanon in this fight. I think Shanon was going to be able to stop her takedowns. I thought she was a cleaner striker. I thought she had the better cardio. And Carla, you know, they said I think Locke said in the podcast, she is the best grappler not named Tatiana Suarez who just moved up in weight. Um, and that's 100% true. Carla Sparzo was dangerous in there. It was fucking yawn up, did fuck her up. That's a five-star performance. I'm I'm super impressed with Carla. I love her mental climbing back there um, after some rough goes, after losing the title. I'm just building your confidence back up and then elevating your game enough. And and I felt like after the Joanna thing, she tried to be a little bit more of a striker. And now her striking's okay. Still not like super world class. I do think she pushes her punches. But that grappling is just so fucking good. That wrestling and, and her top pressure is so good. That she did, Yao Shanon is, is no fucking joke. And she dominated her. Dominated her. Um, incredible performance by Carla. Five stars. I tweeted out on the night that's five stars. No doubt about it. Not even thinking about it. Um, incredible performance by Carla Esparza I think she's. I mean, there's a story, there's a case to be made that uh, she should be fighting for um, the title, and she's got to win over Rose, right? You know, why not? I mean, she fucking put a beating on Yao Shanon, who is a high, high level fighter. So, uh, props to Carla Esparza love it. All right, next up was Jared Van, Van Der Rahr. I thought it was Van Der, Van Der versus Van versus Just, Justin Toffa. Both guys got a three. I was on the dog here. I didn't bet it because I'm an idiot. But Jarrett Van You know what? I did bet it. Excuse me. I had him winning uh, this fight with Bill Algeo by decision because I thought those were. I thought Bill Algeo by decision was a layup. And I thought Van Der was, was the one that was going to um, kind of fuck me there. But Van looked good. He looked tough. He looked durable. Tough. Uh, not the highest level of guys, but he's durable. This is a fight I shitted on. Every chance I got, right? And if they rematch, I'm probably going to shit on it again. It's just not a great fight on paper. And it doesn't belong the third fight from the end, right? The fight before the co-main event. However, these boys delivered. That's why they got three. I thought it was very close. I thought Jarrett won, clearly. But bloody as fuck. Both taking big shots. Jarrett had a huge cut. Tafa. And another thing, too. Both these big boys didn't slow down. Their cardio was there. Um, as as much as they're not elite heavyweights, it was a fucking fun scrap. It was sloppy, which I usually don't like, but it was fun to watch. I'd watch this again. Both guys brought it, man, and both guys landed big shots. I mean, Tafa was had no quitting him. He was a little step behind Jarrett most of this fight. I thought Jarrett was gonna wrestle, kind of mixing some takedowns and clinches, but really just a stand-up fight with Tafa, and I didn't think he'd be able to win that. And he did. Um, you know, he's he's coming off that embarrassment performance by Sergei Spivak, and and he showed out here and Props to Van Aeneer, props to Tafa too. They both got a three. I couldn't, I know Van near won, but it wasn't a four-star performance. And I don't think Tafa had a two-star performance. So I think it's a three-star. I really enjoyed this fight. Unexpectedly, I thought I would hate this fight. I kind of like was going to tune out almost and be like, all right, I really want to see the co-main event, let this fuck, these big boys go. But I, I, I after like the first round or first couple minutes of the first round, I'm like, shit, these boys are fucking throwing. He motherfucking dollar. I mean, like, I'm going to keep my eye on this. Uh, fun fight. It was a really fun fight. Is it a Hall of Fame fight? Of course not. But when you think a fight stinks as bad as it's going to stink and it's not, it's good, then that's an that's an awesome uh, surprise. Nora Dumont versus Felicia Spencer. This one hurt. All right. This one hurt really bad. I'll tell you why. So I didn't have money on Felicia Spencer. It was a, a bet I was going to make. I did not make it. I decided to... Go heavy on that chalk parlay instead, you know, because, uh, yeah, so whatever. But I very dismissed Norma Dumont. I played MMA math, which is rule number one, what you don't do. Felicia choked out Megan. Norma got knocked out. And Norma's only win in the UFC was Ashley Evan smith I thought Felicia Spencer, it, you know, she is an incredibly tough woman. I thought she lost this fight. It was a split decision. I thought Norma Dumont won. Felicia got a two. Norma got a three. Normal striking is much cleaner, and her takedown offense was a lot better than I thought. I thought if uh, Felicia, I must have said, Felicia, Jesus, Brian, slow it down. Huh? If I, uh, if Felicia would have got a takedown, I think, uh, or, or even if she tried a little harder for takedowns. I felt like she was just happy to scrap on the feet. Looks like she's been working on some kicks, some tricks. She's tough. She can take it. But that's Norma's world right there. Norma's a little bit more well-rounded than I thought. She's coming up from 35 to 45. <clears throat> Does not look much small for 45. This weight class boggles my mind because they cut Megan Anderson, but they're and they said Amanda's not fighting in that division anymore, but yet these girls are fighting. I don't I don't understand. I mean, I know Felicia might not be able to make 135, and Norma has proven that she cannot make it right now. So I don't really know what they're doing in this division, but <clears throat> I was very, very confident, in Felicia. I was very dismissive of Norma Dumont. A couple times, my Twitter fingers almost got the best of me. A couple cappers were so confident in Norma Dumont that I almost fucking Twitter fingered them. Was like, "You want to play some money on it? You want play? You want bet? Or some shit like that?" And I'm glad I didn't. Um, I misread this fight. I underestimated Norma. Small sample size. I overestimated Felicia Spencer. I guess moving forward, I kind of learned a lesson. Just because you got the shit kicked out of you by two very high-level goats, women's of MMA doesn't make you good. Um, that's a lesson that I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to live with. Okay. That's a lesson that uh is important. All right, next up, Ricardo Hommoth versus Bill Algio. Man, this is kind of disappointing to me. I thought Algeo kind of let me down here as my mortal lock. I missed it. He got it too. And uh Hamos got a got a three nice underdog play here from anybody who had Ramos. You know, uh Hamos went went to a, you know my knock one was not tough enough, right? And and that's basically what I said. He's just not gonna be able to get in there and really get grimy with Algio, and he was gonna fade and yada yada yada. Well, he didn't and he wrestled and he fought a really smart game plan. And Algeo's takedown offense is just atrocious. His cardio is great, his striking's unique, it's awkward. Um, he, he doesn't have big, big power. He can piece you up over time. He's definitely a late round fighter, late fight fighter. Not afraid, he's not gonna win that first round many times, but he's gotta work on that takedown offense. He just has to. He's with that style that he has, his hands are down, he's very loose, very Steven Wonderboy Thompson-esque. And uh sorry if you heard that. My uh my um computer, I just got a text. I thought my computer volume was down anyway. Very Stephen Wonderboy Thompson-esque. You know, he's not exactly sideways, but hands down. You would think that that, would per- that could aid him to his takedown defense. He just hasn't learned that yet. Craig Allen, I think, hit it perfectly. He comes out of his own camp. He fights out of Bill Algeo's camp. It's usually not a great thing when you're the guy in charge, right? It doesn't usually add up to success. I mean, look at Cody Garbrandt. I know he's not in charge, but it's like your coaches are Chris Holdsworth and fucking Danny Castillo. Maybe those aren't the guys you know, I know alpha male is all about loyalty and stuff. I just, what is Danny Castillo done? Right. I mean, you can't give him credit for the TJ win. You can't give him credit for the Cody win because Buckholz, Justin Buckholz was the head corner. I don't know what they're doing in alpha male. They got to figure something out, but Aljo same way. He's his own dog in there. He's own. I know he, I know he cross trains at, uh, some, some with some guys in Philly and stuff. So he does go out. He does get new sparring partners. But still, when you're in your own man in there and you're calling your own shots, it's, you know, maybe maybe wrestling day isn't a day that Bill Algio signs up for all that much. So let's put it that way. But very disappointing. Algeo was the darling all weekend. and I I think he's a skilled guy, and he just he just fell flat, and and Hamas took over. And very close fight. I didn't think it was super one sided. algio landed more strikes. Hamas landed more ground control. Um, you know, it, it, some people had it. Algeo, uh, I know a lot of people that betted him had it. I had it. Hamos, it was very close though, uh, but no complaints. It's kind of a forgettable fight, if I'm being honest with you. Because Algio, we expected a little more. And Hamos just played it safe, which was smart. You know, Good for Hamos. All right, next up, Jack Hermanson versus Edmund Shabazian. I took Hermanson as a uh, submission here. Didn't get it. He gets a three. Shabazian gets, wait, hold on. I was reading the wrong one. Shabazz gets a two. I was generous. I gave him a two. So Hermanson gets a three. Maybe she got a four here because he looked good. He's coming off a pretty good beating. Hermanson is coming off COVID. Didn't use an excuse. Has great cardio. Has a great ground game. Took some shots on the feet against Edmond. Edmond didn't fade to that third round. But when Hermanson got to the ground, it was it was it was all she wrote. First round was Edmond's for sure. Second round, Hermanson got him down and and went for submissions and. Kinda, kind of sloppy a little bit, you know. Uh, Edmund's slippery on the ground. He's he's definitely a good good enough defensive grappler, and he got out a lot of stuff. And then that was my chance of Hermanson to submit him. And then the third round, he took him down. I'm like, okay, Edmund's gassed here. Edmund's tired, and Hermanson just decided to pound his fucking head in instead of submitting him. So I miss on that prop, but Hermanson looked good. This is an elite guy at 185. This is my send him home. I missed that. Uh, and, uh, he's an elite guy that is going to get, you know, I liked his call outs. His call outs were smart. They weren't fucking fetched. He wasn't calling for the title. He wasn't calling a rematch for Vittori. He's like, well, makes sense to fight the winner of Till. Who the fuck's Till fighting? Makes sense to fight the winner of Till and whoever. To- Why can't I remember who the fuck Till's fighting? And then, uh, you know, he's not calling out Robert Whitaker. He's, you know, Whitaker deserves it or deserves a shot. But, you know, he called out the winner of Cannoneer and Costa and Till and God, I thought it'd come to me. who is fucking Darren Till fighting? I'm good as... I don't want to look it up. I don't want to fucking look it up. I don't want to look it up. Brunson. Boom. Nailed it. Yes. Um, And those are small call-outs. I like that. I like a reasonable call-out. Yeah, a little funny thing about the curly hair thing. I like Jack Hermanson with hair and the beard. He looked good. Keep that swag, Jackie Hermanson. I like it. Shabazzian... Listen, young kid, I'm not going to bash him too hard. I'm not going to get on him too hard. Just he needs to tighten up his defense, you know, his wrestling defense. He seems pretty good on the ground. He seems like if he goes to the ground with a high-level submission guy like Hermanson, he, he's going to be okay. It's just he doesn't really urgently get up, a little bit of a cardio problem, and then um, his his takedown offense is, is piss poor. Really hammer that takedown defense. And really hammer the cardio. And I think he's going to be fine. If you can't stop Edmund Shabazzian taking him down and he's got cardio, his stand up, his boxing is dynamic enough that it's going to be a tough fight for you. But you got to stir those things up. And I hope his d- dumbass Count Dracula coach is going to realize that. If not, this kid's career might be already doomed and he's just going to keep going out there, being a one round fighter, get a couple knockouts, you know, if he's lucky, and then just. On the big fights, the big stage against the big fighters, just gas out. Ben Roth, Chris Barnett. I hit it this fight. I had Barnett as an underdog. He gets a zero for me. I thought he looked woefully unprepared. It's my underdog lock. I don't have any dogs in this. It's my underdog lock. I took a shot at the guy who's super athletic. Um, Looked like he had decent cardio at 300-something pounds. I figured, oh, at 265, he's got even better cardio and I just underestimated Ben Rothwell's chin and his pressure. And I wasn't too bothered by the size because Chris Barnett is always going to be outsized. But Ben Rothwell took some big shots in this fight by a guy who, who who knocks people out. He took him clean. And Barnett went, fuck. Okay. Like, he took him clean, didn't flinch, walked forward. And Barnett's like, oh, damn. And he kept turning his back. It seemed very low level. I mean, this guy's fought in kickboxing. And he's, he's fought all over the world. And... You're turning your back like that. It's just its just an ugly scene. He got yelled at like three times. Don't turn your back. That's some amateur bullshit. That's why you got a zero. I mean, he gassed out hard, got put away. Ben Rothwell was going to do Ben Rothwell things. He got a two because I wasn't overly impressed with Rothwell. And I think maybe I was a little bitter because I took a stab at Barnett. On the Friday show of Locke, I was the only one that took Barnett. Made me look like an asshole. So maybe I was a little bitter with the Rothwell thing. But I'll tell you what, I did see some sharps. These see some cappers take uh, Rothwell by submission. I'm not sure if any of my guys did. I think maybe Christian brought it up. That's a sharp play. That's a sharp motherfucking play. i um, taking Rothwell by submission like that. Rothwell's got great front chokes. And uh, yeah, that's a that's a great play. I'm glad I didn't hit it. It wasn't me. But I'm glad that my peers, if I can call them that, uh, made some money on that because that's a great play right there. That's a great read. All right, next up, Court is Claudio Silva. I had Claudio on this. I regret it. He gets a zero. Court gets a two. It was a classic court fight, Claudio Silva. When are these high-level fucking jiu-jitsu guys going to learn to wrestle a little bit? You know what I mean? It's like Claudio's built well. His cardio wasn't great, but it was better than before, right? And then at the end of this fight, he's just slanging and banging out the court. But when are these Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu guys, these high world-class dudes, when are they going to learn to wrestle? You know what I mean? Like Silva, if you're an MMA fighter, this is your, this was your 17th fight. I wonder how many times he's trained wrestling. You know what I mean? And the same thing goes with wrestlers as well. Like Ben Askren didn't really train Jiu-Jitsu that much; he trained catch wrestling. Like. He went out there in his early days and trained with guys like Jake Shields and he rolled with Marcelo Garcia. There used to be videos of that. It was their scrambles were incredible, but he got caught. He got choked out. you right. Ben didn't really respect jiu-jitsu, And I think jiu-jitsu guys don't respect wrestling. But if Claudio Silva had just any good entries on his takedowns, right? His takedowns are very predictable. Court McGee's a tough dude to take down. I don't want to on Silva too much, but it's a piss poor performance. You get a zero court got it too. It was a Court McGee performance. This is what you expect. I mean, this is what you fucking expect. You know what I mean? I can't believe the line was that close, and I can't believe I picked Silva. I'm a fucking dunce. An idiot. I'm mad at myself. Get over it, Brian. All right, next up, Bruno Silva, Victor Rodriguez. Man, I was all over Silva. Final leg of my parlay here. Knocked Victor out in the first round. This kid's getting better and better. His hands are getting more confident. His power's there. His kicks are good. Listen, it was Victor Rodriguez. Victor Rodriguez doesn't belong in the UFC. Um, and he got a one only because he took the beating like a man. He's had a fight fucking Adrian Yanez and Bruno Silva back-to-back fights, right? He's 7-4 and four now, but regardless of the quality that he's fighting, he's just not ready. He might be done at this. It might give him another fight because it might, it might like the way he gets knocked out. But Silva's elite, dude. I think Silva versus Yanez is something I'd be really interested in seeing. Uh, Bruno versus Costa as well. Oh, wait, hold on. It was 125. Never mind. Is that 125? I guess, yeah. Victor Rodriguez fought one... Okay. Excuse me. This is 125. Never mind. Cancel all that. Anyway, um, because I know Victor fought Yanez at 135. I guess he cut down. Anyway, Bruno got a four. Almost got a five. It was definitely a five-star performance, but you got to look at the competition, right? He fought Victor Rodriguez, so it is what it is, but Bruno... Got to look out for it, 125. He's got all the tools. He's got striking, got good defensive wrestling, and uh, he's got good jujitsu. So uh, got to look out for it. Next up, Joshua Kulabo. Kulabao, I think is where they call him on the thing, versus Cheyenne Nuka. Uh, I think I know. <laughs> no. Shylin, Shylon, Shailon. We'll go Shailon. Kulabao just destroyed him here. There was some trash talk. Shaw thought he was too Kalaba was too small and, and he was gonna outgrapple him after that first round where Shaw couldn't get any of the takedowns. Kulaba was piecing him up on the feet. 0 for two Chinese fighters again on the night. Uh Kaluba got a three. Shaw got a one. He just he just looked woefully unprepared to me. Uh did not look good in there. And uh it shows. Um nothing really else to say about that fight. It was a good performance by like Kulaba. the right guy won. I had him the win and and uh yeah. That's it, the favorite one. David Dorvac versus Juan Camilo Ronderos. Juan Camilo, tough dude, taking this fight on short notice. He's 4-0. This is his fifth-only fight. A lot of people liked him, beat Eric Sheldon, but Dorvac is it's just it's just a different guy in there at 125. He's so good. He got a one arm rear naked choke. That call that the Gordon Ryan. I don't think Gordon Ryan invented it, but he Gordon Ryan is, is, is classic for when you get, I was choking myself. I'm a fucking idiot. I'm on a camera. He's a classic. When you get that one arm behind the shoulder, if you have a tight enough squeeze it, cause they're, they're trying to fight your other hand. So you don't connect your hands. You put that hand on that the own, their own shoulder and you fucking squeeze. If it's deadly enough, you're going to get them. And, and Dovac did that. Uh Alika. Czech Republic's got a guy here again. Let's play matchmaker. Him and Bruno Silva. Uh, I like both 125 ers I get my weight classes mixed up. Uh, yeah, I like this fight. Dovak got a probably got a three, right? Got a 3 Juan got got a one. One the best performance by old boy. But he took it on short notice, so you get a one. All right, Demir is Magulov versus Hafiel. Ah, uh, there's a little bit shaky here. I had Demir first leg of the parlay, gets clipped right away. Almost gets, he gets dropped, right? And and Alves was swarming on him, smart by Demir to weather that storm, clinch up, grapple. That's high fight IQ. Felt like he got caught from the years off. His timing, or yeah, his years off. His timing was a little off. And Alves didn't really gas. And, and Demir ended up just taking this fight over ha- after the scary first round. He gets a three. Alves gets a two. I like Alves at 155. I don't think he should go back to 45. He looked pretty filled out here. Demir is just your classic case. I'm going to hunt you down. I'm not going to step off the gas. You're going to throw big shots. I have a high guard. I'm going to hit you with big shots. I can take you down if I want. He's a tough out of 55. He really is. He did get rocked. He did get dropped. So there is that vulnerability there that you can touch him. You can put him down. Alves is a big, thick kid. He does hit hard. So, um, But, yeah, I mean, listen, Alves has 10 losses. You know, I mean, this isn't...
1: You know, it is what it is. He's
0: a wild man in there. But that fucking Spinner fucking B-Boy breakdancing get up that he did was incredibly athletic. And uh I am extremely jealous that he stole that for me because I to that I could do it. Totally do it. Let's do it right now. I can do it right now. All right. That's it. Uh LFA was Friday night as well. Two things. I was very excited about two guys. uh, Bellator was as well. Um, didn't watch Bellator. I know Cyborg uh knocked out Les Smith in the fifth round. I believe Darren Caldwell lost. Uh, I think I missed a couple other fights on that. Anyway, LFA, Bryce Meredith, wrestler from Wyoming, tons of swag, good looking kid. Think he's got a bright future. Fought an absolute bum in his UFC debut, or excuse me, LFA debut, MMA debut. Got dropped hard by this guy. This guy was a skinny little fucking rat. Homeless looking dude, four and five or four and six record. Clearly, a layup for Meredith, and he gets dropped. Luckily, Meredith recovered well. I, you know, I don't like seeing a fighter get dropped. Meredith was more than happy standing up with him and looked like he wanted to get a knockout on the feet. He didn't want to use his wrestling, he wanted to prove that he's been working on a stand up. He's at the MMA lab. And he just, just wades in with his hands down. And this kid just countered, hooked him, and put him down. Luckily, Meredith is a fucking absolute savage warrior. Uh, You know, has that mental to, to, to recover and has the wrestling as well. Started grappling, and then when it hit the ground, it was over. Meredith just destroyed him in that first round. He got on top. It was over. I understand when you're a wrestler, you want to go out there and prove a point that you're not a one-trick pony. But man, make sure that your that your stand-up is on point. Like he got way too comfortable. I was literally, if you watch the st- stream, I don't know exactly what time it was in the stream. I think it was very early on. I put my hand on my head because it was in the background of the of what we were doing. I thought he lost. I didn't have money on him or anything. He was a he was a minus 1250 favorite, but that's my guy. I like him. And my other guy, Josh Friend, fought in the main event and got. Fucking knocked out, which was very heartbreaking because I thought for him, he was seven and one. trains out of um elevation there in uh Colorado. Dynamic striker. I thought he should be in the thought he should have been in the contender series, let alone the UFC, maybe last fight. He fought a guy that I believe was that fought in the contender series. Um big Brazilian, muscled out dude, and and he just you get a little too fucking cute with your stand up, you know. I'm jabbing the body and keeping your head open. You got clipped in the temple, got rocked, and then just can never recover and got put out. And uh, that one hurt. That one hurt. My two guys, I was really looking forward to, because I'm back to I'm back to scouting now, boys. I, I've I've told you this before. I used to I used to pay every like any undercard, every whatever. I used to pay for a lot of local fights because if there was a guy that I've heard about fighting i'd want to watch him fight i used to do that when i was in my early 20s i wanted to know the up-and-coming guys now the up-and-coming guys are getting put on big stages we got fight pass we got lfa you know so it's a lot easier now but man two of the guys i'm really looking forward to bryce stopped my heart but recovered well showed some mental toughness and friend just a little bit of a fight iq situation he should have went in there a little more precise thought he had the better striking but just got fucking rocked by this dude this dude looked like he was made of bricks all right, that's it. That's the show. I'll keep it short and sweet, baby. Any new listeners, thank you. Go rate and review on iTunes. Everybody Takes podcasts on iTunes. Follow me on Twitter. Everybody Takes Podcast on Twitters and IG. Um, that's it, baby. That's it. No fights this weekend. No fights. So this might be the only time you hear me. I might do a little other podcast. Might do a video. I think I'm going to do some reviews, some equipment reviews. I got a bunch of uh, new equipment down in the garage. My gym. My lair, my dojo, my lion's den. Uh, shout out Ken Shamrock, whatever you want to call it. I might do some that, so follow me on MMA Takes Podcast on YouTube if you like gear. Uh, yeah, that's it, boys. All right. Hey, pal, do me a favor. And get her down off there. What do you say? Woo! I said, let her dance. Woo! <laughs> No, we don't want you. Come on, motherfucker. Back. Come on. Fuck Come on. Come on, motherfucker. Come on. Escort this gentleman to the door. Come on. Do you see that shit? Yeah. What He's good. He's real good. The name is Dolph.